0: I'm on the what? You're on the UK site, I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So you're looking at pounds or Euros or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, that's why <laughs> the dollar sign <prime> looks weird. Ah <laughs> oh, man. There's a backwards three. There's a thirty one thirty one million. <laughs> Mark McKenzie's worth backwards three one million dollars. Woo! Guys, this is the Doopy Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly League Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother.
0: I am Luke. I am up here in Philly, and it is episode 69.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. No, is it? It is. It is. You didn't change it the I, didn't change I didn't change it. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I had no time to prepare for a joke or anything. Oh, oh you sly dog, you. <laughs> All right, way to keep it clean. Okay, good. Well played. Uh, it's, it was August 27th. Um, And holy smokes, do we have an episode. We've got two games to cover. We've got protests we'll talk about. Uh, Lionel Messi, transfer market, going back to school, and then potentially a game this weekend um, in a Buck Keegan present. So, uh, I guess the first thing to talk about is what's bigger than the game and um, the protests that are going on. Um, If Obviously, everyone's heard that there's been sports protests. I'll protesting the racial injustices that have been going on in our country, not just this year, but for the past, like, two, three, four hundred years. Um, and and I, first of all, it's like, this is not the first time we've come into an episode thinking, like, okay, how are we going to talk about that? And that's, that's the kind of, like, it's a sad thing that, like, it continues to be something that, keeps coming up because just this year there's just it's it's here and it's there's, there's just not change and and like it's awesome that players are realizing that they've got this voice and power in their voice to be able to reach millions of people at once um you and me we could we could stage a protest that would reach you know hundreds of people these guys they're able their voice is just so much bigger more powerful than anything that we could ever imagine so it's great that they're using it in such a positive way to bring great change to the world um and then and then what needs to happen is the world needs to follow and and listen and learn and let's make some changes let's let's make this world a better place and um it's just memorable to see athletes you know that are using their voice the right way and not not just being divas it's it's, they're amazing and um hopefully people are going to learn going to figure it out and and simply just stopping bad people
0: yeah yeah so yeah it's it's yeah last night was really crazy because it was a night full of it was expected to be full of sports and it started with uh the milwaukee Bucks players deciding that they weren't going to play obviously like they were milwaukee is you know that was like 30 miles from kenosha where the the recent um shootings happened and it, it's it's such a crazy thing to to deal with so it obviously like they made the uh, really admirable call to, to not play and then that gets cascaded into the rest of the NBA's game and then Five of the six uh, MLS games last night, um, were also postponed, and it was it really I mean it was really impactful and, yeah, and that, really impressive yeah. that uh they got together and and it was it was interesting that it, it was it, and it should be noted that it was players making this decision it was the players were leading this this call and not you know league owners it was it was the players started this this movement and it was which is really really cool and important to note um. And yeah, it, it, it was really interesting. We're not sure what's going to happen next with you know future MLS games, and and you know it seems like other sports are postponing games for tonight and tomorrow um, and and stuff like that. So we're not sure where MLS is going to stand with with the rest of this you know, moving forward. But it's it's good that they are making a stand. And and then on this right. on the note of you're saying, I'll hopefully. People start, to, you know, to change and be good people. We are seeing, you know, there's, there's, you know, so many accounts of the the opposite of that. And then one is being I'm less relevant in that the RSL owner, who's, made you know, made some really terrible quotes about, um, because RSL's game was postponed last night, and and the owner was, he, he was said some really he's a radio things. program this
1: morning. Yeah, uh, he was on a radio program this morning, and yeah, the stuff he was saying was like, he felt like a knife was in his back, and he felt oh. like the players had turned on him, and it's like, yo, know, you are a billionaire, you don't, you don't, don't get this, you don't get that opinion, like, you're living a life that no one can imagine, you're not living the life that anyone else is, and yeah. and you, you don't, you have the ability to, you know, do really good things, and you're being selfish and worrying about your bottom line because you yeah. didn't get people in the door because you didn't get a game played in your stadium. Like, like you are so clueless and just, I just, I mean, if I'm a player and I hear an owner saying something like that, like I, I look forward to seeing the backlash and I look forward to seeing him kind of hopefully learning his lesson, and uh, I'm—I mean, if you're a player, do you want to play for this guy anymore? Probably not. Um, and you're—you're you're in a very tough spot because he's the one who signs the checks, and you're not going to want to play for him. So, well, what's going to happen Well, now? Dine Garber is in a really tough spot because uh, he was put in the middle of something where there should not be a middle. There yeah. should not be an owner on one side saying crappy things. And then the players, you know, fighting for, uh, human rights. I mean, in basic human rights and then an RSL owner complaining about his bottom line. And now Don Garber has to come out and make a statement against an owner in his league when there shouldn't be a middle ground, there should be owners backing their players. And it's, it's wild that an owner would come out and say these stupid things, like regardless of, like, like okay you're an idiot and you feel that way don't go and say it because now everyone hates you you're going to lose your team or whatever you're going to lose respect to your players and and who who's going to want to come play for you i mean it, it's uh yeah yeah uh, interesting it's, for him to come out and say something that that idiotic
0: yeah it's it's crazy and and then after that there's been reports i think mainly from the athletic that like just kind of capitalizing uh on the fact that he is a very very bad person and should not be an owner of an mls team a usl team and NWSL team and i it and after those reports uh, mls said that they're going to open an investigation about him and i hope it, it has to end with him losing that team because the players the fans of all those teams deserve better and yeah let yeah,
1: Did you see that? Like Josie said, he's got a group that'd be willing to buy and like make a deal happen. And said um, he might know some people who can make some calls. Like, how cool would it be if this team went from being owned by like an idiot to kind of like a player-owned team or like a celebrity-owned? Kind of like that, uh, the LA NWSL team where they got Natalie Portman and like celebrities and uh, former players all kind of coming together to bring soccer, uh, women's soccer, to LA. Yeah. What if like it became this cool because then you'd be taking this team that, you know, not, you've got an owner who's an idiot. No one wants to going to want to play for him after he's saying comments like that to then an ownership that, you know, is of athletes and uh, cool people and be like, yo, I want to go play for them. It could be a total 180 on the team if um, it were all to fall that way. And obviously, you know, there's a lot that's going to happen and, We'll see where chips fall. Uh, doesn't exactly impact Philly and all that very much, um, but it, yeah. it is a. It was it was pretty interesting to hear about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, say what you will about Jay Sugarman, but I'd rather have a maybe uh, a cheaper owner that's a good person than this 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 person. So I mean, right? I'll take I'll take it, um, but. All right, so you don't want it? Let's maybe we can shift into some, some soccer talk. Yeah, man. Games to cover.
1: we got two games to cover. It's been a while since you've heard the Doopy Brothers voice, um, unless you just listened to our last episode recently. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll talk about the Revs game because that was really awesome. Okay, um, go for it. I got to tweet it for the Brotherly Game, and they always give you, they always give me like the most boring games. They just know it's going to be a terrible game. And so I get to tweet it, bring that fun. Uh, zero zero, and um, nothing, nothing happened at all. I mean, the defense posted a shutout, which is great, but yeah, nothing. I mean, nothing happened. Other than, I came out of that game feeling like, okay, this is who we are, and and I um, you know, I texted with you and Dad, and we we're talking about like, I kind of felt like we're not the let's go toe to toe with LAFC team. I I felt like, okay, I've seen this hard hard to find goal scoring chances um we could play good defense but we're we're not really gonna be an exciting team to watch right now but if we're posting shutouts we're gonna always have a chance i i just came out of that game thinking that's who we were and that was really my takeaway uh from that game yeah no so,
0: that's, that's that's a good point it does because we did have the conversation like what we weren't sure what this team was and and what they were gonna be, and that game definitely like helped, um, you know, solidify those opinions. Because yeah, the defense did look good. McKenzie looked great again, and Elliott looked great again. Um, I mean, yeah, I I really enjoyed Rial's uh, start in that game. I, I mean, he he got the start because Wagner had it's like a leg contusion or something. Right. So seeing Real in there, like I think he did he did he show that he's he a pretty comparable um left back. So it's. You know, it's it's good to see. That's good to at least get something like get like that out of the game. Get some uh, a younger guy who doesn't get a lot of minutes uh, a start, which is good. Um, yeah, not much else to say. It's I mean, for a game being played in an empty Gillette Stadium, it's it lived up to its billing. It was it was. It was boring. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And, I mean, we got a point on the road. You get yeah. a point on the road, and and yeah. that's the difference right now between us and Orlando is we're one point ahead because we got that point on the road and so we're in third place orlando's in fourth um because they they didn't get that point they lost their last game uh so then we beat red bull they beat nashville and so because we got that point that zero zero boring point we're in third place They're in fourth place
0: yeah that's, that's something yeah
1: yeah it it counts whether it's exciting or boring <laughs> it but. counts it
0: counts as much as the LMC point so that's you know yeah you about like that's, that. yeah
1: yeah um, yeah, that LAFC point counts just as much as that New England Reds point. Wow, look at that! Now, if I had to choose one, though, I would choose the LAFC point, but that's just me. That's just me. That's just I enjoyed that game just, just a little bit more.
0: Yeah,
1: all right, all right. So, let's talk about Tuesday night. Uh, let me let me tell you about my night and then I'll let you talk about the <laughs> yeah, game.
0: Yeah, you go first okay. on this one.
1: All right, cool. So, um my wife's working late at school. Uh, by the way, thank your school teachers. We we're getting our butts kicked with this virtual learning. Um, Godspeed to us all. And so she's working late. It's like 6 30 or so. So I come down to the basement, get some bread. I'm about to make dinner, make some lunches for the next day for the kids and myself. And I hear this bam. I run upstairs and Keegan's crying and holding his shoulder. I was like, crap. And this is like two minutes after you sent me the lineup. So I was like, okay, cool. Game's about to start. Crap, Keegan fell. He's crying. He never cries. Okay. Turns out he broke his collarbone. I spent the night um, at a, a ER-type place with him. So I didn't get to watch the game Tuesday night. But I know ESPN Plus, being awesome, has a replay. So the next day, I pull up my ESPN Plus on my phone. I'm working from home now. And the first highlight is... Casper helps Union secure a win over Red Bull. I was like, son of a gun. I stayed off of Facebook. Uh, I'm not on Twitter anymore. Instagram, I stayed off of everything so that I could see the result or watch the game without knowing him. ESPN Plus put the highlight first for me because I guess I have Union favorited. Anyway, so then throughout the day, I watched like five-minute chunks here and there between meetings and stuff and eventually put together the game that the Red Bulls, that the Union beat the Red Bull. So it took me a day but I finally figured out that the union won one nothing. Um, And uh, yeah, from, from my little spurts of watching it, it was pretty entertaining. You told me as I, I knew Casper had scored, um, but you told me that I should still watch the game. And I'm glad you did tell me that Uh, one, because I kept expecting more. So I was like, there's gotta be be more goals. If Luke's like, you you should watch the game. Um, And there weren't, but I, I paid close attention, so I saw lots of good chances, lots of defensive efforts. I saw Casper cleared one off the line. Um, I watched it all on my phone, which was annoying. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. I, I'm excited for people who got to watch that game because I feel like it would not be the same opinion that I had after the Revs game.
0: For sure. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, yeah, I, you know, sorry about your eventful night and hope Keegan's all good, but. Yeah, it was it was a fun yeah, one to watch. That's nice
1: to I... be, man. That's nice to see you. Thank you. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it was. I mean, I feel like Red Bull games have a, have a, um, in the recent past at least, have a have a, you know, have a history of being very exciting games. And this one wasn't maybe as exciting as those ones, but it was still a really entertaining game. I think the first half showed some really good soccer from the Union. Um, one of our better halves of the the year, I'd say. Um, and they, yeah, cause they, they really just took it to the, the Red Bulls, the Red Bulls, you know, they're, you know, known for, a, you know, high pressing, you know, really trying to like mess, you know, mess with your game plan and really disrupt a lot of things. And Union kind of just played around that. And the Red Bulls, they're, they're a really narrow formation and Union just be like, okay, we'll just, you know, play around you, play wide and, and, and figure that out. And they really did the first step. They really... You know, I feel like so often, even even our dad was texting. Like Bedoya is always open, and even the the announcers, like Tommy Smith, Tommy Smith actually made a an, an analytical point that Bedoya was always open, and they took advantage of that and they playing down the right side, called, like led to the first goal, and it was yeah, it was it was, it was pretty uh, impressive first half that led, led to a lot of possession. That was something we haven't seen and. I would say even this whole year we haven't seen Union have that much possession mm-hmm. uh, in a game, and, and they caused so much turnovers that the Red Bulls really just couldn't get anything going, especially in the first half. And then, yeah, and, and the and the goal was was great. It came off of a dime of a cross from Gaddis and that, but it also came off of a twenty one pass sequence, which is something that I don't think we would have expected from a Union playing in this style, maybe of you know the previous regime but it it was it was impressive it was a nice easy finish from from casper and it's good to get him on the board but all around it was it was impressive so props to them and yeah the, the,
1: I don't know, we get, y'all tell young... sorry you yeah. mentioned the the gattis cross huh so I wanted to say like watching on the phone and seeing that ball come in I was really confused at who crossed it because I was <laughs> like who got up there that's a good cross I was like I don't think that's montero um I and mean, then I was like whoa no way like yeah. Ray Gaddis, nice well done sir well done and he he deserved it he's been playing well so props yeah. to him
0: yes yeah see, it was one of those moments where he like kind of sneakily got up ahead of Bedoya and it was odd because like even Vooten was way wide and he played him the ball forward so Vooten even like it, they kind of were all like combining over on that right side and so he played it forward to Gattis to, to uh, set up that cross and yeah, it was it was perfect because I mean there there were men that should have been marking Casper, but uh, they kind of checked off and hit it right to the right spot, and it was an easy finisher Casper.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's definitely what Casper needed, like something mm-hmm. that was like easy right in right in his uh, wheelhouse. I mean, be in the six yard box, wide open, and just get on the board. That's what that's what he needed, and hopefully, now I gotta say it didn't lead to. Uh, goal scoring in the second half which it should have um right because yeah i definitely i definitely still am wondering that our our goal scoring up there you know santos had one that he definitely i mean that it was a nice play that the union had a nice little sequence as it was like casper to aronson to santos yeah. one-on-one with the keeper and he mm-hmm. just like scuffed it right to the keeper yeah and um, uh aaronson played casper in again pretty much one-on-one with the keeper and he blew it high and wide trying yeah. to pick out like the top corner i was like why 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 you don't do that on a breakaway you you play it low like well you can miss high you can miss wide but you can't miss under the goal keep it low so yeah, yeah there was, so there was definitely
0: can... some pretty yeah. tough misses and on like the, on, the, on the santos one and i feel like this is like the second time he had a miss like that where he he like gets behind the defense and has his perfect ball this perfect touch but like he's so open and, and does everything so well that he has the ability to like take another touch or two to get even mm-hmm. closer to the goal and yet he like and I, I don't I don't want to you know you know fault him too much for wanting to get a shot off as quick as possible but like he was he did everything so well that he set himself, set himself up to make it an even better chance and he he kinda yeah. rushed it a bit and he did that I think it was
1: New England, he did it because he scuffed a left-footed shot across the ball uh, across the goal. In the,
0: there. Okay, maybe there was one in um in the in the, in Orlando too. That I'm I'm thinking. I was thinking maybe like Miami or something, but in, in Orlando he did this as well. And he like he got in and he was like behind everyone and had the ability to like take another touch and like make it a really easy finish. But I mean, it's, I mean, at least he's getting in those positions. Same with I, mean, I feel like I'm, I'm yeah. back to Casper, like he. He was way more involved in this game, and he easily, yeah. easily could have had another goal, but he got into that position to to get that opportunity, and that's something that we haven't even seen in, in the previous game. So, it's it was a still an encouraging game from Casper, you know, even even with the miss, because like even you know, like he, he had that defensive like clear off the line, and he was, I feel like he was more impactful offensively on and off the ball. So, it was it. Was, <sighs> In my mind it was actually pretty encouraging from yeah. from the strikers.
1: Um Yeah, yeah, I mean you gotta be encouraged when he scores. But uh yeah, it is tough to see, you know, two very blatant misses from two strikers who you're you're relying on. Yeah. Um okay. luckily luckily our defense is, is rocking it right now. We put up another another shutout. Um but yeah, I mean strikers will always be judged on the goals they score and the the misses they miss. So yeah
0: that's definitely true um but yeah yeah like you said like yeah the d- defense held strong and the de- game definitely opened up in the second half but the union we were to handle it and honestly like they should have like there's that red bull offense isn't that intimidating like like Roar is good and kaku came in the second half and he was you know a little bit more influential than um the other guys on the field but they're not a team that really scares me, as like offensively. So it's it's we, it's kind of what we, what I would have expected from this the Union defense. And I mean, it was another great game for Mackenzie. And I know he had oh, that man. one bad turnover that led to a pretty good chance for the Red Bulls. But other than that, he was basically flawless. And yeah, it's it's really cool to see. I feel like I don't know. I just I just think about it. Like he's in such a good form. But it just—it just like it must feel so good to play like that. Like he's just like pinging passes and he's handling every striker with ease. And it's like he's the game looks like it's like moving so slow for him. And that, that just much must just feel so good to be bro, able to. Bro, bro,
1: I—I can tell you firsthand experience. <laughs> it feels good. Uh, like uh, you just get going and it's just nothing can nothing can get can get by you. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I've been there, man. You were, you were four years old, and I was ten, and you could not get by me. And I was like, this, this is good. This is what it's supposed to feel like. That's the peak. And that that's, was. That's where you peak. That was the peak, man. <laughs> that was it. That was, and that, that's where Mark McKenzie is right now. He's a ten-year-old playing against a bunch of six-year-olds, yeah, or four-year-olds. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he, he looks good, man. I, I, I know Brendan's been the the jewel and we we love brendan because he was on the pod and Mm -hmm. um but man just defensively mckenzie has been very clean and i mean the fact that you can like pick out his one giveaway says something that like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like he's been so clean that we can like hand pick his mistakes and uh yeah he he looks so calm
0: even on that giveaway it was like it, it ended up with like the initial shot wasn't that uh, dangerous. It was a pretty like easy save by Blake, but then the rebound McKenzie recovered and and stopped that. So like right, he yeah. even like you know stayed in in on the play and recovered enough to to eliminate any secondary chances. So you know I can't yeah. really fault him too much about this entire game because yeah he was he was he was great.
1: Yeah. Another thing uh, you have in here curtain subs. Um, oh yeah. So. so
0: he made four subs he, which is no, more than he made
1: four he made four but he was kind of forced into it so i will argue that he was forced into it because a center back went down and called for one now that's not that's not coach's choice i'll tell you coaches aren't choosing to sub out center backs you know so he made 3 he was forced in the fourth there's my argument
0: okay but he still made he, he oh, yeah, didn't the... sub in Olsenio first, which is I think a uh, a uh, 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 shock, and yeah, and that's kind of why like get, seeing um, Sergio be bench over over Casper for Vutin. I thought that was like that that made sense, seeing that Sergio would be a better bench option than Casper would be coming up. You know, getting having having that on your bench is is more valuable, but yeah, then. That's a good point. Yeah, and that yeah, like so, so, yeah, like the center back swap, which is I don't know, getting Jack Elliott in there is I, he's I think he's definitely the the better center back than like Glazes. And Glazes was fine, but putting in Jack Elliott, like I, I'm always fine with that, you know, no matter no matter what. And then, but then the Elsino for Aronson, I thought was was good because I, Aronson had a you know not not the greatest game. I so thought I thought think...
1: I thought. Aronson, I thought... Now I think Aaronson could have had two assists if the strikers scored better goals.
0: Okay, yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it was the right time to bring in Oceano because the game was opening up, and that's kind of where Oceano thrives, especially against the rebels. So I felt like I don't know. I feel like that was a, maybe the timing was right for that sub, and then to finish off with Carvalho and for Martinez was just like obviously like a smart one because. Martinez can be a bit of a wild card and Krival can you know close out a game so I feel like the subs were I I was never upset with the sub that that I saw from that game so
1: I guess I yeah I like I like your point on that Santos is a better option off the bench because um we've we talked about how like the second half you bring in these subs and it's almost like stops the game you go to Mm -hmm. a 4-2-3-1 with Olsenio no one's coming in to run for whatever reason, he's not putting young guys like Fontana or DeVries who he can just say, go run. You're a kid. Just go run. Yeah. Um, whereas Santos is a guy who you can put in, and he's changing the game with athleticism, running speed. Um, now now you got a chance to watch a little better. Just like what would you rate Vooten out of 10? I, I can't really tell.
0: Yeah. I definitely wanted to see more out of him, but it, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel I, like –
1: I saw one really cool sequence down the right side where I was like wow that was that was intelligent well skilled but that was the only thing that kind of stuck out to me I didn't really see much else
0: yeah yeah I don't know I I, I feel like I would do I, I wouldn't be against seeing him again like to start the game just because of like we're saying the, the Santos sub is good mm-hmm. but I just I think he's kind of the guy that just needs more minutes to show off his his full skill set. And yeah. I think I think he and Ishbelko and could have an interesting pairing if they build up some chemistry. But yeah, I don't know. Like it, it it's really hard to figure out our, our strikers and and what yeah. to do with that.
1: Yeah, it's and, and he's in a tough spot. It's like I mean, he's not doesn't seem like he's coach's first choice. It's tough to get chemistry when you're not getting minutes with guys, mm-hmm. but how are you going to prove to the coach that you're worthy of minutes without getting minutes. Uh, I mean, yeah. And then, okay. So, so I know everyone loves El Cino and stuff, but I'm not anti El but if you're taking off Brendan Aronson, I would prefer to see a Fontana at this point. I mean, El Cino, I feel like he's not getting to do what he's good at as much as we want. I feel like teams are, um, Covering him tighter, deep, but then trying to just force him to pick up the ball around the, you know, around midfield and stuff. And I'm tired of seeing him get the ball at midfield and trying to to snake someone on the right sideline in front of Jim Curtin. I'm like, like one, like rookie defenders know that he's doing that at that point. Like they're he's not getting by them. And I I, I don't know. I I'm not. I almost I I don't know. I guess. I think he's more of a late inning home run rather than a consistent sub kind of guy. Like I'd rather see him in like the 87th minute as like a, Holy smokes. We need something right now. Go up top. Don't drop below. I don't want to see him on our side of the field. Basically like, that's not what I want to see him getting the ball and trying to snake someone. Not that he's like making mistakes, but like it just seems pointless. Like, if you if you get the ball, you need to be on the offensive side of the field. Um, that so I'd rather see Fontana get fifteen minutes and Elsino get five, ten, three. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying I, I,
0: yeah, I I don't know if I completely agree with you, but I I see your point. I um I I still think Elsino does have impact in the game, even if he's not able to get into those like actual like one-v-one dribbling situations close to the box. And, you know, like you're saying, he's he's picking up the ball further and, like, near the the half line and stuff. But because I think he's able to, like, attract so much defenders. Like, he was almost triple-teamed at, like, the half field and, like, dribbling backwards and still was able to figure out a ball forward. So, like, he still has that magic. And and I know I feel like we just haven't seen, like, an Elsino moment that led to a goal, like, yet. So I I can see like it's kind of becoming like a and more like a sub that's not doesn't seem like it's being as as effective because he's not actually producing goals.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he scored in MLS's back. He scored. Yeah, in but like I mean, player.
0: like the you know with the you know Snake and Megan mm-hmm. and guy that's scoring like right. it's something like that that really like lights lights up up yeah know, MLS Twitter and all this stuff. But
1: right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah and it's, it's just like, like a guy like Fontana. It's like what are we doing? Like, what are we doing right now? Mm -hmm. Like he's 20 years old. We're not giving him a shot right now. When I feel like there are opportunities to, we, we, he, we missed the window and I'm on this back. Basically. Like you had this opportunity games that don't count towards um, points. Yeah. You want to win, but is, it is? are you thinking he's not a guy who can help you win? If he can't help you win, then, what are you do? Uh, I don't know. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. If, if he yeah. can't help you win, then um, I, I and I want I, I want him to play. I'm not arguing against him. I don't want them to get rid of him. I want them to keep him and play him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just don't understand. Like,
0: yeah, no, I agree.
1: And we're it's, all it's about, yeah, we're it's all about homegrown and play the youth, but we're not giving them. You know, we're not giving a guy 15 minutes in a game,
0: right? Yeah, it's it's tough because we're seeing like I feel like we're seeing McKenzie take that next step into like the next tier of, of his skill, and he's getting that because he was able to play so much, and mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of like I find Hannah is at like a similar age where like that window might be closing and his his growth might be might be a little more stalled now because he's not getting these opportunities to right. To, to, you know, prove himself but also to grow like you know, get experience in these minutes and have that push him into the next level so yeah it is it is frustrating and I definitely, I definitely want to see him play more. I honestly like I could see him getting in more for Bedoya because Bedoya does look gassed at the end of a lot of games and yeah. I, I think I mean obviously Fontana can play that position if we stay in, in the diamond and don't like because he could even play in a 4-3-1 if we shift when Locino comes in but I feel like a Fontana for a Bedoya sub. As much as I love Bedoya and, and you know, you, you don't want to ever like, you don't really like expect to take out the captain like seeing him get, he gets seems like he gets gas at, you know towards the end of the game. So bringing in Fontana for, for him to close out the game I feel like that's that could be a way to get some minutes in for Fontana.
1: Yeah, I yeah I agree. You, good luck going to tell a Bedoya that
0: no yeah of course and, and but it's like he's it's like his body language always gets like that but then he like shows up and it's like he uh you know he he, he always has the the energy it just doesn't to me he doesn't always look like that and i don't know i he's he's his he's, he's tough to read sometimes
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure all right man let's let's uh let's take a break we've been serious for a while let's let's have some fun in the second half um Yeah, we'll talk about Messi, transfer market, going back to school. Oh, well, I guess we'll preview some DC. And we'll talk about a present I got for Keegan. Okay. Okay, come back after this. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Uh, Hey, guys. Stupid Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. AJ and Luke here. Thanks for listening to us ramble for one half of the episode. uh, And thanks for coming to listen to us do us some more. So, Luke... Yeah. Lionel <laughs> <blind all> Messi. <laughs> Just gotta let that I'm one here. Uh Messi. Time out lesson, three years, you say.
0: Yeah, I mean it's what what a crazy week for uh some soccer rumors. Yeah. because yeah, I mean Messi he's he's not coming or at least the report is right now that he's not coming back to, to Barcelona. And Dude, if
1: they're... there's ever a year that he's leaving Barcelona, obviously it's this year, 2020. Oh, for sure. Like yeah, this, this year, yeah. I think
0: goes. So yeah, it may, I mean, it makes from what you know we're hearing about like Barcelona and just their ineptitude from their front office and their board that like he just he deserves better. He's the best player ever potentially. So he he deserves to be on a team that's you know competitive and functional. So it's. I, it seems like the right time for him to move. So it's really crazy to even think about because you, you don't think about him with any other club. So
1: All right, hold on. Let me just – you just said he deserves to be on a team that, that's functional and competitive. He Right now is on Barcelona. There's yeah, no but, going up. There's no going up from that. But so wherever just, he's going to go, wherever he's going to go is going to be a little bit of a step down. Not down the, the way the they are stage. right now.
0: They're, they're, they're a mess right now. That team, that the, team is uh, –
1: Okay, but if you think about okay, so their next season starts what in like three days or whatever, or I don't know, a month, whenever it starts, you can't say that they're not one of the top ten favorites to win champions league. They're uh-huh. not obviously the top two to win La Liga. They're not one of the best uh, you know they're gonna be uh, regardless, they're gonna be one of the top teams in the world. Yeah, and, but uh, and I know I'm just I'm just kinda picking on your word choice and and uh all but like it's just it's it's a crazy time to think that like you're choosing to leave a club like Barcelona, where not to mention if you're there as and you as and Messi, they're going to be one of the best in the world. But even right. without him, they're still going to have a stacked squad that sh- should be able to compete on the world stage.
0: They should be, but they, I mean, they got embarrassed in Champions League and they, I don't know, man. I, I think that teams. Not as good as you, as you're saying they are, but regardless. Okay, but
1: okay. we're okay, we're, because, we're, not Liga yeah, we're not a the podcast. We're not, but should we be? I guess that's the big point here. Is we probably should because I've watched like one the league game this year, so I'm qualified to say that. <laughs> all right, all right,
0: but okay. But so the the rumor is Would do you have anything? Else? All right, I'm gonna go. The the rumor is You of, talk
1: about. You talk about rumors and I'll then I'll talk about the truth of how great Barcelona is.
0: Okay. So yeah, the reports that came out that were are that Messi uh, or the the deal on the table is that Messi would go to Man City and
1: They're trash. What
0: are you kidding
1: me? (laughs) Luke. You're just messing.
0: Yeah. Alright. So you get to then play with don't, play for Pep again. Tell me
1: anything about NYCFC. Don't even mention NYCFC in this next sentence.
0: I mean, that's where in three years he's gonna play on the baseball field. The greatest player to ever play is gonna play on Yankee Stadium in three years. Is, and that's what's how it's gonna happen.
1: That That would be crazy. Just crazy to think that like he would be sit, uh, playing on a baseball field, like ah, uh, to go from playing in Barcelona to say I want to go play in America, where I want to play in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, what? Like that's 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 wild. And you yeah. know they're not they're not gonna have a stadium by them. Yeah, no. and it, I mean it could be, now. Would it be worth it in your mind? What if part of the contract stipulation? because it's messy and something like this could potentially he I'm just he could have the power to make something like this happen. He could say I'll come to city for 3 years or 2 years whatever it is and then go to New York only if they have a stadium built and then that gets it done. Would it be worth it in your mind?
0: Oh, for sure. I mean yeah. It I mean if you get any I mean first of all any way to get Messi into MLS is is worth it. I don't care if they need to give him like two franchises. I think getting him in, to play in america would be amazing but yeah to on top of that to get a stadium in for nyc is would be incredible too because playing it in, in yeah yankee stadium is just embarrassing for the league because they're right. supposed to be a a staple franchise one of the you know it's new york city and they're supposed to be like one of the top markets and teams and everything so they're playing on a not even regulation field in a baseball stadium right. so it's it's just yeah. embarrassing so if 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 that is what gets it over the line, that that'd be incredible. But I don't know. Like I could see this deal happening, and then in three years, Messi's like, I'm not. I don't want to play in MLS, so he just like <laughs> baffs out or whatever. Like I could see it like being in the contract, but then he's like, he he's gonna be able to do whatever he wants whenever he wants. So it's like,
1: you know, yeah.
0: Then we can say this, but yeah. in three years, I'll you know when it happens, I'll then I'll believe it.
1: Um it, um gosh. I was gonna say, is there a team in MLS that you'd like to see Messi play for other <laughs> than the other than the Union?
0: Uh, maybe Nashville. No. Uh, I don't <laughs> cool. Um, I don't. know. Yeah. If, if he's if I get to see Messi play live, that's gonna be incredible. I don't care what team he plays on. That would be wild.
1: Yeah. No. And he actually has a tattoo on his arm of uh, the Nashville skyline, so he might be onto something there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was gonna say Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. i bet jimmy mclaughlin will still be around and uh <laughs> the corbin bone corbin bone Lionel Messi, jimmy mclaughlin all in the starting lineup and uh yeah they lose 3-1 to the union in eastern conference finals in for you <laughs> boom yeah so. all right uh Anything else on Messi? Like I, don't, I, uh, I
0: think I think we covered Messi enough.
1: <laughs> all right, cool, cool. All right, so let's get back to Barcelona. Yeah. Okay. Um, all <laughs> all right, right. now you you found something cool, so I'll let you talk. About yeah. So
0: that. I think a, a few weeks ago we talked about what players um, value like increased and like who increased the most uh, from the European tournaments. Yeah, through the so, tournament. and we had you know it was like Blake um martinez and then obviously mckenzie and aronson so we and like so we kind of just like had our opinions but now um using transfer market and obviously it's not like actual like perfect amounts and everything but they just updated their um values for all the, all the players so now we get to see like what actually the jump was for you know these you know union players and other players so it's i I thought it'd be cool to look back and see what, what the actual difference was and and obviously it was the tournament was the main um driver of this change because like it was the last update was like in April i think so I don't know i think it's it's pretty cool to see and and, and the jumps are mostly pretty impressive um I think to start like the, the least impressive and just to stick with those four players that we discussed um would be andre Blake who had like an incredible tournament. Um, you know, keeper of the tournament for sure, uh and like he like he he won the award, but he his value only increased by um about like three hundred thousand. But he was already valued at one point three, so then he went up to like one point six five. But I I I don't know I I don't know if that's like a, a I feel like I didn't maybe I didn't realize he was that high already, but I I thought it would have been a bigger jump because he was just so lights out, and even after the tournament, he's been pretty great.
1: I got you. Um, so what I'm looking at, just while we're on air, I have Andre Blake at 1.3. So whatever numbers you're gonna say seem like they're gonna be new to me. So I'm all ears, bro. <laughs> you
0: just ha- you just haven't refreshed your page yet.
1: Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> and hold on, who's this race Emboli? Like, he's valued <laughs> pretty high. He seems like a good player. No, yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, so I've got like. All right. Just while we're on air, let me throw another one at you. What do you have Mark McKenzie valued at the numbers that you're looking at? So he's at two point two million right now. Oh, so I had a so he went up so because I had him at one point eight. So okay, so you're looking at brand new numbers. You're, cool, I
0: think you're on the um, UK yeah. site. I'm on the what? You're on the UK site. I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: so you're looking at pounds or euros or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. That's why the dollar time <laughs> looks weird. Ah, oh, man. There's a backwards three. There's a 31, 31 million. Mark McKenzie's worth backwards three one million dollars. Woo. Okay. So, uh,
0: yeah. So, let's talk in uh, American dollars. So, McKenzie, he went up from just under half a million to 2.2 million.
1: All right, so bro, I'm just gonna have to listen here because I, I don't know how to change this. So wow, that's that's good though. That that makes sense. Yeah, yeah he should be. I,
0: yeah, it's okay. cool. And I didn't. I mean, I think we were like always kind of like, downplaying his value because like the defenders aren't as valued as much as uh, offensive players. But I feel like that's. I mean, that's a huge jump. That's. I I, I kind of maybe I, I I thought he'd be higher to start and higher than half a million, but I, feel, I guess that's that's a pretty good valuation. But up to two point two after after the tournament, and I guess a couple of games, I don't know if they're factored in that much, but that's that's pretty huge, and and, I, and honestly, like, the way we've been talking about it, that's well-deserved. Yeah, yeah. And then, so then I'll go back, I'll go to Martinez, who was another maybe, like, we thought he, maybe his, because his valuation started maybe so low that his jump may have been, you know, greater in proportion to the others, but, and I guess you could say it was, because he, so he started at um, 330000 to uh, you know back in April and then he ju- just jumped up to 660,000. So it's like, you know, he doubled his his value from the tournament. Yeah, which is, I think that's that's pretty reasonable. It's, it's pretty cool and I could see that even increasing the way he's getting the minutes and, and I think he's he's, you know, holding himself pretty well even um you know every, with every start. So I think that's that's a pretty cool uh growth for him and i feel like he's he's maturing as a player as well so it's you know it's only up from now from here
1: right right so um here's so how did mattai orvitz go up to 720 euro thousand
0: yeah he he doubled his value right from, like from like just that, for being on the union
1: just for being a in america like to make the jump from wherever he was playing to mls is that like i mean that, is changing leagues is that a big enough i don't know maybe, i don't know
0: i mean maybe because yeah, he was what in like the slovakian league so maybe just for being an mls it's maybe it's a little high profile league that it's it seems like a jump for him and i don't know he's playing for it was it was found out to, to go to dive into that he, he was it was current mentioned in the um, press conference this week that he was um he's he's not even with in Philly right now he's playing he's gonna be with the Slovakian youth national team um yeah. so maybe there's like value that he's getting caught up to a national team or, or uh, the youth national team so maybe that is a factor too but yeah that one's pretty shocking because he literally hasn't played a minute for MLS and he's jumped uh, doubled his value so good for him yep that's only good for the union too so. to have a, yeah. have a guy who doesn't get any minutes increase in value. So that's something.
1: Yeah. What, what, what other little nuggets you want to throw at me?
0: So I mean yeah the big one that's um probably the biggest one to to mention would be aronson because right, he's, yeah. he's the guy who we you know expect to make a lot of money off of and get to get a big transfer from. And so he went from 1. 1.4 1.43 million which I think is started pretty high. That's that's pretty impressive. But now he's at four point four million.
1: Yeah, I got him at 3.6 euro million. Yep, that's so that's, you know. Yeah, it, he, it yeah, it checks out. It checks out.
0: <laughs> um So yeah, he's now the the highest valued union player. Yeah. According yeah, that, to transfer market.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an interesting thing. So, um if we just talked about like highest valued um Aaronson is number 1 and then you got Montero and McKenzie uh, yeah, at
0: 2 point2 2. yeah
1: yeah um... Which I, I
0: i still would think i mean you would you would think montero still is like you know putting these numbers in front of us aside you think he would be the highest valued player on the on the roster because and we paid what well, would like end up being like three million for it to keep him so i i don't know i feel like he and he's a little more of a proven player and he's only 26 so i feel like his values in my mind it it should be bigger
1: yeah i got you i got you a really cool thing in our team value though is that two of the top three of course this is all just kind of like imaginary numbers based on a website Mm -hmm. um that might show you dollars it might show euros so you're not really (laughs) sure the validity um but like two of the top three are homegrowns Number four is Andre Blake, draft pick. Number five, Jack Elliott, draft pick. Then you got Kai Wagner, Raymond Goddess draft pick. So, I I don't know, it's cool looking at this this, uh, transfer market and seeing, like, the union are doing well within the union. It's not, let me bring in this guy, and now he's the most valuable player in our team. Um, Right. Like, Montero is number two, and that's that case. But, like overall it's let me find a player and um he's gonna grow within our organization mm-hmm. That's a cool thing
0: yeah it is cool uh, yeah. maybe one thing that's not as cool that that i found from this this little uh exercise is that we don't have a striker that's over a million dollars valued, and i f- i feel like that is a problem because you know obviously goals are most important, and you you kind of want to put your you put your money there that's that's kind of what the market shows and mm-hmm. what successful teams do and our our strikers aren't as high like we just like you're just saying like there's a bunch of other guys above our strikers, and casper is our highest valued striker at eight hundred and eighty thousand, which is you know that's a big that's you know it's a lot of money but it's not for 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 a striker, that's you you would want the money to be put there, right? Yeah, and you know, Vutin's around the same, and and Sergio's a little just below, but it's I don't know. That's that's kind of looks like an issue just looking at these numbers, and you know, that, that's something that that I feel like could be or should be uh, fixed, you know? Right.
1: Great point. Great point. I can get you a deal in euros though. I can, I can knock a couple hundred <laughs> off of each of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I was looking at this, just a true story. So it's like 720 th I thought that meant Thursday. Like that was when it was updated. And then the, the M's, which just stands for millions. I thought that was Monday. So I thought that was the day that it updated. Cause you were like, yo, it just updated. I was like, Oh yeah, it says Thursday, 720. So that's Thursday's number. Um, <laughs> But it's thousands so yeah
0: man, it's I shocking it. like off-air aj was telling me about all of his struggles dealing with technology for virtual learning and i'm i mean i'm shocked by that thanks man <laughs> <That's> so funny <laughs> all right let's let's move on that was that was a fun exercise you have you have one speaking of all school
1: all right so Um, I I did a little bit of this with the Twitter account of Brotherly Game when I was tweeting for the New England game at halftime. With school starting, at halftime I said, if if a union player is going to teach your class, what class are they teaching? Um, And so you and me are going to throw some – positions of school people and choose a player to teach that class we're gonna go random we have not prepared this at all so it's probably gonna go terrible and make no sense but don't worry after this we'll preview the dc game with very little information <laughs> all right luke you go ahead throw one at me all right aj let's
0: let's start with the top who do you think would be the principal
1: the principal and it has to be a player we'll say yeah we'll go um, players okay so based on players I think I think I think it's got to be uh Badoya. I think he'd run a good ship.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. he definitely yelled at everyone the most, so that's yeah. That's kind of what you want in a
1: principal. I'm pretty sure it's Ill for me. And and he's got that like kind of hard nose like I'm not afraid to say something, but it's going to be for the good of the the for the greater good. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. Um give me a PE teacher.
0: PE teacher. Okay. Alright, I'm gonna go with Fontana.
1: Oh, nice. Because he's man. one, he's
0: like he's fun. You know, he's he's got like a fun personality, but like he'd yeah. get the energy going for fun. everyone. But then he also it's like fun, he. Tana. yeah, there you go. But he also like he's he's like he jacked up this year. He's he's gotten way way stronger. Way you know, he, he looks pretty um uh, muscular. Whoa. So I feel like, you know, he's got that the the workout mentality and, and you know, knows how to how to exercise if like that he's he has the right qualifications for a p teacher
1: yeah okay.
0: cool man cool all right who would be your english teacher
1: english teacher Oh, i thought i was hoping you were gonna throw me this is a this is a toss-up man that's gonna be mr jack elliott yeah because he's english <laughs> isn't he scottish though yeah but he but he looks like an English teacher <laughs> so I think, he I think like, he, yeah. he's like Peter Crouch and Peter crouch is from England and and he looks like he'd be an English teacher so
0: there you go
1: you're not gonna have Jack Elliot as your PE teacher we'll say that
0: <laughs> he is well he has like English shit, I'm looking at the yeah, yeah. okay yeah,
1: so
0: man. there you go okay.
1: yeah. all right who's the math teacher on the in the group
0: math teacher Oof. okay gotta crunch the numbers um yeah,
1: this, this segment's gonna go way longer than people want it to but it's funny. <laughs> I, I don't care just keep going all right here's the math teacher
0: um math teacher oh boy Hmm. Oh. <clears throat> montero i before I, I have no idea why um no okay That's give me
1: fine. it's a made-up segment <laughs> it's a cool. made-up segment i like it
0: I don't know. He's like
1: No, nah, no, nah, don't even. Nah, do I don't know.
0: Yeah, I've got nothing. Right. I've got nothing. You got nothing. Nope. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll give you an easy one. Who would be a dance teacher?
1: oh that's easy. Come on. Serge. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mr. Sergio Santos. Go ahead. Oh, okay. wait, no, I need to give you one. Um See, I have one that I want for one, so Oh, no, I've got Okay, go science. Who's going to be the science teacher? Science teacher.
0: Okay, I'm going to go Montero. Or no, I'm... sorry, <laughs> Martinez. <You can't...
1: laughs> Martinez. Okay. Oh, that's good.
0: Yep. Yeah, he's kind of like, like, kind of like, would do some like the crazy hair. science experience in the hair. Yeah, like I know he went to the the he had the, the the braids this past game, but yeah, he's got the crazy like Einstein hair, and he would do like, I think he would do some crazy experience for for his
1: classes. Yeah, all yeah, right. he'd be like, he would go off script, man. He would go all off book. but, like, mm. let's take these two chemicals and just mix them and. Uh, when I do that, everybody duck behind the table. Let's just see yep. what happens.
0: Yep. All right. All right. So who's going to be the bus driver?
1: uh, uh sorry, so That's the one. Mark McKenzie. He's going to play, like, awesome music and get everyone dancing. He'll be an awesome bus driver. And you just be like, like, the bus pulls up. You'd be so excited to see it. He opens the door. He's got that big old smile and music going. He'd be the best bus driver ever. Nice. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now I got to ask you. So I guess um all right foreign language who you got
0: foreign language um I'm gonna say El senior mm-hmm. because I, he's played yeah he's Brazilian he's played in Europe I think he's he's got some language on like, a couple different languages under his belt so I'm gonna go with El senior
1: that that's exactly who I was thinking for that one that's that's cool consensus yeah. on that one.
0: All right, All then right. who would be the history teacher?
1: This is going to be a guy who has not played a minute this year, but Aurelian Colin. Yeah, I think Colin old. would be. Uh, Colin would be the uh, history teacher. Or he's maybe really old, maybe right? Ben it. He, okay, yeah, he, but he's also like cultured and like I uh, I feel like he like he's kind of like French and Venezuelan. I think so. Like he's got like worldly things about him. Yeah, and that's fair. he dresses kind of like a history teacher, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, nice. yeah, cool man. Um, I hope no players ever hear this segment. So, cool.
0: yeah, all right. <sighs> so, let's um move on from that and then <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's, let's stop talking the way we're talking. We're playing DC this Saturday. Um, yeah. and that's also like kind of assuming. We we have a game to yeah. protest. But uh so let's right. let's assume all goes all goes forward with play DC right now. They're sitting on six oh, excuse me. Six points. One win, three ties, three losses. Uh weirdly, their goal differential is only three less than ours despite having half the points. Our goal differential is only a positive one. Yeah. Which is kind of a not great thing, but yeah. So, what do you think about this game? DC coming to town.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna be fine. I, DC's not been very good. Just yeah. like they, they. I feel like they're they're kind of a team in transition. Where it's like you know, obviously, without Rooney and Acosta after last year, or so they're still trying to figure out how to fit. I know, like Flores looked like a really good signing, and then they. Russell is like you know obviously like a great player that they that they acquired so like they have talent but I feel like they just haven't figured it out yet. Um, but yeah, they, yeah. So I'm I'm not super worried about them and and it's uh, on that note it it seems like Canaus and Flores are potentially not going to be playing in this game uh, due to injuries. So wow. that even lessens their. Um, threat you know and uh, you know like you and I are, are very uh I, I, um, we don't like DC United so we are always excited yeah. about his games and we, and recently has been favorable for the union so I think we're excited for a, a good result and I think we should expect one what do you think
1: um yeah that's exactly what I think uh yeah DC they they're kind of relying on some attacking talent that isn't there and mm-hmm. like they got Higuain to come in um, but like you can't rely on an old dude like that. Yeah, he's awesome, but he's old. He's aged. He's uh. Yeah, uh, it doesn't seem. I was talking to our buddy Tom, who's a DC fan, and he's not very excited with with where the team's at right now. Yeah. And so, but they did. They did just. I saw something about them doing the uh the old cardboard cutouts in the stadium thing too. So following follow in the union's footsteps. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: It, it should be... I, we shouldn't have any problems. You know, I know we... we like, our, our defense should be able to handle those those guys. I know, like, Camaro's a, a a pretty talented striker, but the way Elliot and McKenzie have been playing, I think they should be fine. And I, I don't know. I, I hope Elliot starts again. What do you think? Have you, how have you been feeling about the center-backs rotation?
1: Oh, yeah let's yeah let's talk starting lab ideas um yeah I, I yeah I guess I guess I say you play McKenzie as long as you got him because he you know he's heading out the door and so then you're just rotating the other two dudes uh but then on you know devil's advocate gotta play those two together at some point to get them some familiarity sure. so uh but but yeah just keep playing McKenzie, and I don't, I don't really care I, I like glad I like Elliot. They're yep. both fine. Um, and you might want to start playing lessons more to get him up to game speed. It looked like he he wasn't quite ready to play a full 90 since he had to be subbed out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, who knows? Maybe that means he's not fully healthy. Like he might be sore from the other night, might not be ready to go. So maybe you start Elliot anyway because yeah. of that. Yeah, um, that's true.
0: Yeah, he, he definitely dude, seems he, like he's. He's talented, but he's maybe just at like a used to a, a slower speed than MLS. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean yeah, I am I, I, not like you would never see him out there, but I I think Elliot's yeah. the stronger center back. So I no
1: the weird thing with Glesness last game, I don't know if you noticed this, but he didn't score a 40 yard bomb. Did you notice I did that? notice that? Yeah. But like I don't know, maybe it was a fluke because he usually he does. Yeah. The game's in D.C. Uh, no I was just thinking. Oh, it's not? It's in Philly? Yeah. Oh. Oh, they put they put the home team on top. Okay. Okay, well, I'm glad I didn't drive up to to D.C. to stand outside <laughs> the stadium. Okay. God, that would have been terrible. <laughs> that would
0: have been hilarious. I to, like,
1: tell Kate, like, hey, like, I'll do whatever on Sunday, but I want to go up and just cheer outside the D.C. stadium <laughs> only to find out the game's not even in D.C. Oh, uh, that'd be uh, so good that's why we have the podcast so you can tell me stuff. All right, cool. <laughs> um, what about strikers? What two strikers do you start?
0: Um, I honestly, I'm I'm not against the Booten Casper pairing um, again. I don't know. I just I still just want, I I like we yeah, uh, you know, we keep saying we want to see more from Booten and I think we just need to give him the chance cuz I, and and I don't know. Like we think think back at the the union's 5-1 victory over the dc last year and that was Vuin's best game. Right, right. And he started in that one and, and he was able to you know press dc and and do pretty well in that game. So, I, I don't know, like I think we should I I I would throw him out there and see what he's got and really give him the opportunity to prove himself to be a starter or not and you know if if he doesn't do well or then we have Sanders is, is a good bench option, and I, I I like having him off the bench. That's I'm fine with that. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I think I agree. Um, I mean, I, I I really like enjoy. I've enjoyed watching Santos. I feel like he's working really hard, so I wouldn't mind watching him with either of the other two. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, it's, it's definitely not a, a a slight on Santos. I
1: I'd like. Oh to see yeah him yeah 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 for sure. I also think like. I mean, Casper scored, so, so it kind of makes the, the point a little bit moot, but I thought he was kind of due for a break, sit back, watch the game, because I was telling you, like, he hasn't had a chance to be healthy, sit on the bench and watch the game, and then enter the game. Like, see what the defense is doing, and then enter it, because as he's been healthy, he's pl- played. When he's been unhealthy, he hasn't played. So he's either, like, starting... Or not in the 18 at all. So he's never really had that chance to kind of sit on the bench, watch watch the game kind of pick up on the flow, and then get to enter at some tired defenders. Yeah. And I, I was thinking that would be a way to kind of help get him off his, uh off his schneid or whatever, off his slump.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he's coming out of that. I think he should be fine.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And do you think... Alright, so do you think with Griezmann and Suarez, Barcelona's going to be trash still? Or <laughs> do you think they'll need... I mean, that's pretty good. They have De Jong and Rakitic. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's something to think about with the Barcelona lineup. With or without yeah. Messi. I, I think they will still be okay. Dembele is still... Um, it's... Okay. Okay. So you see what I'm saying.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine.
1: Alright, so... Weekly eBay find. Now this one, boys and girls, I'm sorry. It's it's gone. Um, I bought it. And so this here's a little ebay tip for you guys. Okay. So sometimes you just have to hit that watch button and the next morning the the sellers might send you a little deal. So there was a youth jersey, youth small, union jersey for like twelve bucks. And I was like, Well, let me let me kind of watch this and I might get it for Keegan. He's uh, when he broke his collarbone, um, he was wearing a Union jersey because it was Tuesday, it was game day, and I was afraid they were going to have to cut it off. <laughs> I was like, "Nah, man, we're, we'll pull this thing off. He's got another collarbone; <laughs> he'll be okay." Um, but yeah, so so you watch something, and then I watched this youth jersey. The next day, I woke up to an email from the seller saying that they knocked off seventy-five percent of the price. So I bought Keegan a jersey for three dollars, and it should be here tomorrow. So that's, that's cool. uh, There's a little little hint for anyone who wants to buy things on eBay: throw a watch at them, and you never know—you might get the might get a little discount. But this one, to go from—I mean, it was only twelve bucks for a youth jersey, but to three dollars, yeah, I was like, awesome. I, I I can't not do this. Um, <laughs> um, that was that? Nice. All right, so looking at our predictions you and me have been doing terribly and terribly at remembering tasks celebrity guests so um there's there's been like no points anywhere so what's your prediction for the dc game before we sign off here all right i'm gonna go i will
0: go three zero. 3-0 i know i said that last game
1: or the last prediction
0: but yeah i think we're gonna handle dc pretty well because yeah like we said they're not good so 3-0
1: Okay. And goal scores are
0: um Casper, Vooten, and Aronson.
1: Alright. I'm gonna go check this out. One zero. No,
0: that's pretty boring. Yeah,
1: very I, do, I know. Um I'm I'm following my eye test right now. Just just don't yeah. the eye test. I don't see us scoring many goals at the moment. And uh yeah. Cause when's the last time we scored more than one goal?
0: Uh Kansas City.
1: Kansas City. And that was only in like a fifteen minute block.
0: Yeah. Other so. than
1: that. Other than that, it was I guess we had a two one game, right? In the group stage. We mm-hmm. beat Miami two one. Yep. And then we had uh LAFC. But yep. otherwise we're not we're not scoring many goals, man. We're posting lots of shutouts, which is good. Yeah. So I'll go one oh with a Santos goal. Nice. So, so cool um awesome man well yeah. we talked a whole whole lot tonight this might be one of our longer pods so
0: yeah i think appreciate so. it
1: if you're still listening um you can type "Dupy brothers in as a promo code in any website where you're buying stuff and it'll give you a 45 percent discount um so <laughs> good luck. Good luck. go ahead and do that thanks for listening to the doopy brothers it's been fun talking to you guys it's been a nice pick me up for the week and uh, we'll talk to you next week after the Union play DC. And do they have another game soon?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah.
1: So it'd be DC and then their next one. I don't know. You'll hear from the Doopy Brothers at some point. Yep. That's the truth. Columbus on the second. So Thanks. that'd be next week, Wednesday. Cool. Cool. So we'll talk to you guys sometime. Thanks for listening to the Doopy Brothers. Uh, wear a mask and keeping good people. and go